From MPB Think Radio, this is Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, Associate Professor of Finance at Mississippi College and President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. It's that time of year again. Thanksgiving is a week away, and for some, Christmas shopping has already begun. And when you get to the register at most stores, you're sure to get offered a store credit card. But should you get it? We'll talk about the pros and cons of store credit cards and also some holiday scams to be on the lookout for. We're also looking for your personal finance questions from 401ks to investing 101. We're here to help. Give us a call this morning with your call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 Or email the show money at mpbonline.org. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, Associate Professor of Finance at Mississippi College and President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Well, it's that time of year again. Thanksgiving is a week away, and for some, Christmas shopping has already begun. When you get to the register at most stores, you're sure to get offered a store credit card. But should you get it? We'll talk about the pros and cons of store credit cards and also mention some holiday scams that you might want to be aware of. We're also, we always look for your personal finance questions, anything from 401ks to investing 101. We're here to try to help you. So give us a call this morning to join the program. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring it's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or send an email to money at mpbonline dot org. So good morning. Hope that you're both doing well this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Any excitement from the weekend? Uh, what's exciting from the weekend, Ryder? Uh, well, I was going to go straight into the exciting financial news, which well, is, let's do that because the <laughs> which, weekend just feels like a blur and it just went too fast. Yeah. Um, th- so. GE, which has mm. long been wow. just everyone's Stable, favorite, the stablest. Uh, while Jack Welch was there, what they they hit their earnings target perfectly every year. Down it was to something the like something like twelve percent or sixteen percent every single year. Mm, just mysteriously, he was able to hit it so well. Um, That's what you call earnings manipulation. Exactly. Um, but, uh, of course, it's a huge industrial giant. GE makes bits and pieces that go in any Yeah, we well, used see. to think of them as um, if you own GE, it was like owning a mutual fund because you owned a piece of a variety Everything. of businesses. And mm-hmm. that could be their problem. They got too, you know – too much yeah. variety. And even during the financial crisis, they had some trouble because they had a financing arm. Right. Because, you know, one way you get those numbers up is you give your customers the money to buy your products, just like car companies do. Um, so yesterday, uh, there was a big shakeup on the board. They cut their dividend in half, which was just the st- everyone relied on that. That and was that's so astounding reliable. Because when you cut your dividend, that's a negative signal to investors. It, it means we don't have the cash to pay you. And um, while we might see that happening in a recession in difficult economic times, we wouldn't expect that now and certainly not from GE. Yeah, they've um, – so this just this year, their stock price has gone. They were in the 
low 30s in the beginning of the year. They're down, I see, down to about 1860 right now. Um, they and, dropped 7% yesterday. Yeah, just yesterday. And, then, and a lot of that is on the back of the dividend because, again, you know, there's, there's a lot of fund managers who – some of that's just kind of technical because there are a lot of fund managers who who – only hold things who have increased their dividend. And so, you know, when something like that happens, you know, boom, it's out. Um, so a lot of people can kind of sell in anticipation of that. But that might be, you know. So that was a real surprise, a big yeah. red flag a big in the middle of what has been really a good year for markets, even though we're kind of pulling back this week and we're seeing that again today. And so obviously that's of concern to investors. The average person who might buy products made by GE, would we see any price increases? Do we need to go stockpile no, light bulbs? No, probably not. What their CEO is doing is he's announcing all of these restructuring changes, mm-hmm. and um, they are now considered, this is so strange to me, but GE is now considered a turnaround story. So the question mm-hmm. is, can he turn around this very big ship and uh, start it moving in the right direction and producing good earnings again for their investors? So obviously a dividend then is not anything that is a guarantee. No, correct. no, absolutely um, not. Correct. So at any time they can just say it's mm-hmm. it's half. What it's we- it's rare that people cut their dividends um, because I mean, like Nancy said, it's a signal of strength. It's a signal of confidence. Um, so people like to continue paying those dividends and they like to raise them. But if, if push comes to shove, they can cut it. Well, do you think investors would be more willing to risk? That's because of the history and it had been such a solid company for so long. Would it be a good idea to buy while the stock is low in the hopes well, that they get their act together? You know, we were chatting about that earlier because, you know, I'm reading in, in from some who are saying, you know, even with this drop, maybe they're not that great of a buy. So it could be that we're going to see some further declines. And you just have to kind of go back and look at what is their business now and what kind of value should it be rewarded. All right, so this is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. As always, we're looking for any personal finance questions that you might have. Also today, we'll talk about store credit cards and the pros and cons of those. Uh, And also later, we'll mention a couple of uh, holiday scams that you might want to be aware of and uh, be on the lookout for. To join the conversation, you can make a phone call. It's 1-877-MPB-RING, 1-877-672-672. 7464 or send an email to money at mpbonline.org. It's an interesting note. I was talking to a friend of mine this morning, and he said that he went to what was once called Tinseltown, uh, but has now been re- rebranded as the, the parent company Cinemark. Uh, but he said that they have taken out like every other row, and every seat in the theater is now a powered recliner, and that you get to pick your seat when you buy your ticket. I I got a uh, I got a little piece of junk mail about that and I was pretty excited about it. Well, and it was interesting because he said, and I, it <laughs> would made, you do it? Would I? Would the, I get? Would a, you go see a movie out there with the recliner and? Yeah, I mean that's safe. that's the theater I go to usually. Yeah. It's yeah. it's closest to me. It's, right. It's, I mean it's a nice little a night out there. Um, but and I think I don't think there's any ticket price change. But he was saying, and I think he's right that because of all you know streaming and oh, that yeah. sort of thing, that movies been taking a baiting. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's it's a great idea. I mean, because you know. Yeah. 
uh, you know, the rocking chair was one thing, but if, you know, to think you could k- kick back a recliner with your feet up to watch the movie. Uh, Can you stop the movie in the middle so well, you <laughs> go to the ladies' room? Ooh, there's an idea. They did send me a coupon for a free small popcorn, which I think the small is what, like five kernels of popcorn? No, it's 5,000 kernels of popcorn. <laughs> oh, oh, is small still? Be- okay, okay. I wasn't sure if it went from minuscule to <laughs> extreme. I, I didn't know where it started. To garbage can size. That's the extra large. I'll just, I'll just bring my own trash bag. <laughs> I think what it is is it's if uh, you have to take a vote. So it's like, I need to use the restroom. Who wants to stop the movie? And if the majority says yes, they'll stop the movie. Well, maybe it's like like on when you ride the bus, you know, and you have, you have to pull the, you pull the cord. <laughs> okay, we've got to stop. Well, it, that kind of goes along with the theme of and, – and movie theaters have been doing this for a little while, especially in other cities, of making uh, things more of an experience, um, y- you know – because you can, if you just want to sit down and stare at the moving picture, you can do that now anywhere. Um, and just like, you know, you can go eat food anywhere. So restaurants and movie theaters and all sorts of and stores, they're trying to make uh, it more of an experience. Um, and people are, uh, quote unquote, blaming millennials for this. I don't know. We're just trying to make life interesting for you. We You're blame welcome. millennials You're for welcome. everything, don't we? And Kevin? the avocado toast, it's delicious. Um, <laughs> but, but so they're trying, a, a lot of movie theaters have, you know, they've put maybe like a snack bar in the back. So you can, if you have certain seats in the back, you can order a drink or have some food brought to you. Um, and that's been going on in a lot of places for a little while. And it's, you know, coming now to the, to the, to the big city of Jackson, Mississippi. Um, but that kind of adding on to your whole experience so that, again, you know, like you said, you can go to Netflix at home and you've got all sorts of amenities mm-hmm. at your house that you're already used to. Um, they're just trying to compete with all that all that as an experience. I will say, though, the fact now that they have the thing before the previews is kind of annoying to me. It's the first look or whatever they call it. And the other funny thing to me is during first look, they encourage you to use your cell phone. Oh, but up, 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 up when the movie starts. Make I don't sure know. You turn it off. I don't know if we need to get people in that habit. It's bad. <laughs> uh, Java was asking. He thought that he had heard that there was um, a dinner theater included in the district, one of the new uh, shopping areas, a, re- a mix of retail and residential have in the Jackson that? area. Do you, have you heard anything on that? So I've heard various things. I don't, you know, with a lot of developments, you just kind of have to wait until you actually see it. Um, they are, you know, we were just discussing beforehand, a couple of new restaurants are coming in there. They have a, a theater of some sort has always been rumored to be in the plans, but I, I don't know that there's actually any any movement on that front. But it is exciting to um, come up on uh, 55 and you see this huge development. This is probably the biggest development that we've had within Jackson's city limits in quite a while. And uh, update from the control room, that has been canceled, so there will not be that there. No although, dinner theater. Uh, but, Aww. hey, we've got a new Steak and Shake and Pearl. So that uh, ranks yeah, right, right. With the district. Almost the same. As we were mentioning before, it was interesting to me, There, there is the line for the drive-thru is wrapped around that building like three times, and there are people who I'm, I think are sitting in their car for 15, 20, 25 minutes to get fast food. Well, you see, Kevin, that's all part of the experience. It's an experiential (laughs) dinner. speaking of that, my experience of Lakeland Drive makes me break out in hives. Yeah, I try to avoid it. Yeah. Just got to go at the right time, off-peak times. Yeah, like 2 (laughs) a.m. All right, we need to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll dive into our topic this morning, talking about the pros and cons of store credit cards. Also, we're looking for any personal finance questions that you have for us today. The number to call is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's one 877 
672-7464. Back with more after this. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, Associate Professor of Finance at Mississippi College and President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Today we're going to be talking about store credit cards. I think if you go uh, shopping during the holiday season, well, actually probably almost any time of year, uh, when you get to the register, a lot of times you're going to be asked for uh, if you want to apply for a store credit card. So we're going to talk about whether it's a good idea to get one of those or not. Also, we've got some scams that we might want to talk about later, uh, some things to to keep in mind as you uh, as you shop uh, during this holiday season. Um, uh, so yeah, that, but update there. Uh, the movie theater is a definite no go for uh, for Eastover then. So um, yeah, we're, ge- we're getting word. Everyone is reminding us now. Thank you, <laughs> thank you so much to our avid Don't listeners. Don't spread rumors, right? For our avid listeners correcting the record. And um, when we talk about holiday shopping, I guess, you know, the trend of, of the last several years, I think, has been the idea of shopping online, um, that sort of thing. And as much as we were talking about movie theaters attempting to sort of readjust what they're offering in the theater to get people back from their, you know, their screens uh, at home into the movie theater, uh, do you think retailers have maybe tried to change their approach to get people to come back and do shopping in the brick-and-mortar store? Well, we know Walmart is definitely doing that because they announced, um, it's really interesting, um, a two-tier pricing structure. So you can get lower prices if you come to the store on some items versus what you can find online. So Mm. they're trying to push that traffic into the store. And some of that is maybe because of their investment in this property. And also they know that once we get into the store, we will tend to um, have impulsive purchases and buy more. I mean, especially with Walmart, which you can buy just about anything at Walmart. So I, I could see where they would hope that uh, that people would do that. Yeah. And they've always been good at uh, the kind of loss leader uh, technique. You know, oh, have, yeah. you know, there will be some things that you... You were going to that, run into the store for, and you know where, where they are. And that diet and coke gra- is in the it's back. It's all the way in the back, and you know where it is, but you know you're going there because it's the cheapest. But you're just going to walk by. Well, hello, what? Maybe I could do that. You know, um, they've been very good at that. So that's probably, yeah, surprisingly, nothing quite new from them. Also, I've noticed um, that it seems the whole Black Friday thing has eased up after you know the, the last couple of years. There was. A real backlash about the employees yeah. and you know, having yeah. to work on Thanksgiving. And, and I'm glad to see that, that a lot of stores are saying, no, we're not going to open on Thursday. Yeah. And uh, then just really carve out that day. Cause, because Thanksgiving is, Ooh, to me, like it should pun. be. Oh, I didn't even realize I did that. Um, um, there's your pun of the day. There we but, go. You know, to have some family time, it's there's there's yeah. it's just eating around a table, visiting, um, and then wait till the next day to do your shopping. I'm not a Black Friday fan. I I yeah. just don't like to get in the crowd, but a lot of people do. They mm-hmm. think of it as yeah. almost like a game or a competition, and they join with groups of friends and off they go. Well, you know, I I once was I enjoyed because I was the same way, especially when malls were more. Uh, prevalent that I liked, you know, plotting my way through the crowds or whatever. But to me, the, when we started seeing all those videos of people rioting over, you know, ten cent uh, washcloths and things, and I, trampling each other yeah, to get into the well, stores. I, I mean, if they're ten cents, I might could do it. 
Well, it was a package of them, I think, but yeah. Oh. That's the perfect. I mean, all right, Ryder, I know what to get you for Christmas this year. I might even get a monogram for you. Whoa, don't go too fancy. Um, if you have a personal finance question, we've got some open phone lines. Give us a call this morning. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. If you have any holiday shopping trips, tricks that you'd like to share with her, tips the way they get through the holiday shopping season, always like to hear from you as well. And you can email the show money at mpbonline.org. As we mentioned, the opener, a lot of times when you go to a retail store uh, and you get to the register, they'll say something like, you know, would you like to save X percent today by opening a store credit card? I know. I'm a sucker for that. So do you think it's a good idea? Oh, well, it can ding your credit score. Um, even though I have a hard time walking away from that, I, I keep telling my, my folks in the office that every time I get offered that, I need to call them, and they're going to be my, my lifeline to talk me out of it, my, <laughs> my partner, my buddy, my credit buddy. Um, but it does, they they will pull your credit score. It opens up another line of credit, mm-hmm. and so it will affect your overall and again, this is one of those what we call, I think, a hard hit and not a soft hit. Right, exactly. You are the one initiating. Oh, exactly. Yeah. 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 And um, those, I'm not a fan of store credit cards. They generally have the uh, they have the worst terms and the least benefits, um, ex- except for that one time. You know, maybe a huge discount with this but one time. But it's a big one. But it? if yeah. you use it, I have heard of people using it uh, quite well strategically. I had a friend who. Uh, was needing to buy some suits, and he had one discount already. And you know, this opening up the store credit card would you know do another twenty percent or something. So he ended up getting you know some great suits at some very steep discounts um, just by opening a credit card. Uh, but of course, you know, whenever you do that. Remember to use your credit wisely. And that's one of the things. Just opening cards willy-nilly is not using credit wisely, which is a huge reason just to say kind of a blanket no to them. Well, I used to think I could play the game of, okay, open up the card. Thank you. I'll take it. As soon as the bill Mm -hmm. came in, I paid it off, and then I wrote them saying, close my account. Mm -hmm. Well, they're on to me. So I come back, and they go, well, you're still in our system. And so I don't. Yeah. Some some people can play that game, but that's – that's not something I want to do. So do you mean buying their – so they continue to send you offers and things? or Well, they can continue to register me as having an account even though I have formally asked for it to be closed. So if I try to go back to the well a second time, <laughs> oh, yeah, Kevin, you know. It's um, so like, no, you are not getting that 15% again. Yes. Okay. That that was reminds me of the old scam that uh, with the the Columbia Record uh, Company that, that was the same thing. I knew a friend who would get his free you know eleven CDs for a penny, and then he would close his account. He'd wait a couple of months, and I don't think they ever caught on to him there. But I apparently, mean, I, I'm also the one about you know how many free seven day trial periods can I get? You know. <laughs> Depending on how many emails I have. Actually, uh, I paid for Amazon Prime because I was trying to scam the system. I thought, oh, okay. And then all of a sudden they're like, whoops, you've signed up for it. So I'm like, oh, well, they, they, they called me. There, Maybe so. that's the trick for uh, all these subscription services. Make it seem like an obvious scam <laughs> and then just like start charging you. So uh, the pros, I guess, uh, it, on the store credit card would be the initial – uh, yeah, just price you know, you're the... going to get some some discount that they're offering to get you to do it. And of course, we've we've gone from um, open up a Target 
card that you will use in Target stores to open up a Target MasterCard or Visa because all of these retailers are trying to grab a piece of that action because they know we're all using cards as we go through. And every time we use a card that's not theirs, they're having to take a hit of anywhere from 1% to 3% off of each purchase. Okay, so uh, thoughts on that then, the the branded um, Visa or MasterCard. Again, it, it would eliminate the idea of that it can only be used in that store. Right, but you only need really one good MasterCard or Visa, and uh, you can go to sites like creditcard.com, and there are other ones out there to put in, you know, what what's important to you. Do you pay off your bill every month, or do you? I hope you do. I do, but uh, there are people who let it uh, then revolve, and so the interest rate is very important. Um, for me, it's all about what kind of points am I getting, what kind of rebates am I getting, um, and you can find what card best fits you. So again, I guess the, the caution would be both with a store credit card or this MasterCard that's branded to a store. I think what, again, they're trying to do is it's that spur of the moment sort of thing. And obviously, when anytime you're uh, getting new credit, you need to really take a step back and closely examine because... Call your credit buddy. The other thing uh, that might be is if it has a, an annual membership fee or an annual fee, that might cancel out whatever right. 15% right. you got and, off of the register. Amazon Prime... Uh, does have an annual fee. So you have to look at, am I using enough of their benefits? Uh, for me, I do use that. That's my, my go-to card. And uh, But um, I get free shipping on so many things, and I do a lot of shopping on Amazon. Uh, we've got some open phone lines ready for your personal finance questions. The number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring Reach us at one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. You can email the show money at mpbonline.org. Do you have any thoughts on the pros or cons of store credit cards? Or again, if you have any uh, suggestions about how to navigate the uh, holiday shopping season, please uh, give us a call and share. We'd like to hear from you this morning. The other thing, obviously, and, and uh, Ryder sort of mentioned this, is you certainly wouldn't want to take every credit card at you know every store that you happen to go to because the, uh, we've talked about this before, but when you open a, a, an account in terms of your credit score, it's as if you, it's the whole amount, your entire um, whatever your credit line is, mm-hmm. is being counted as, as your utilized credit, I guess, right. is how to say right. it. Right. Um, and the only thing that's saving me right now is because of Equifax, I've frozen our credit. And right. so I, I can't even be tempted anymore. That's one way to do it. Um, also then, too, we've talked about the idea of closing a card gives you a, at least a temporary ding on your credit score. Um, and also it, it begins to, again to really mess with your whole how much credit you have versus how much or how much credit you've used versus your total available credit. Exactly. Yeah. So there, there's a couple of factors um, how uh, a store or any kind of new credit card is going to affect your credit score. Um Obviously, the biggest thing is always going to be, do you make your payments on time? Um, And that's going to be, I want to say, about 35% of it. And that good payment history will last on there for, I think, it sticks around for about 10 years. So even after you close that card, if you had good payment history, it's still there. That good kind of karma, those good points from it, that still counts. So a lot of people worry like, oh, this was, you know... I really should close this card, but I have a great payment history on it. Look, if you need to close the card for some reason, it's charging you an annual fee. You don't need it anymore. You have other cards. Um, Your payment history will stay on there, so don't worry about it. You can go ahead and close it. Um, If if it was your only credit card and you close it, then that will reduce 
the diversity of your mix of credit. And having a credit card is actually very important to a credit score because it is revolving and you do have the option of paying it in full or paying part of it at a time. Whereas an installment loan, like a car loan, student loans, home loans, that's a fixed payment. And so it's not as impressive that you manage that well because you don't really have any options. Um, but the other thing, is, uh, two other things that the opening or closing a card causes is opening a card will immediately shorten the average lifespan of all of your credit because all of a sudden you have a brand new baby credit card uh, starting at zero days old. And so opening one will, you know, if you've had all, most of your cards for a long time, that's not going to have a big impact. But if you're, all your accounts are fairly new, that will have a big impact. And then closing it does not – don't worry about closing it in that way because that doesn't immediately start to lower your average credit length. It just stops increasing. Uh, so that's not an immediate ding. Um, but then the number of credit lines open um, changes to that are – you know that affects your credit score regardless. A baby credit card. I like that one. <laughs> baby age credit card. And it, we mentioned this earlier, but usually the store card is going to have what I would think is a considerably higher interest rate. Well, it depends. And so that's where it's important to read the documents to see what kind of interest rate you're being charged. And I, I am continually surprised at people who take out these loans because that's what these are without asking or checking how much they're going to be charged for that loan. So that's very important. And what you're going to be charged depends on how you use it. Um, do you use it for a purchase or do you use it to get cash? You'll see different charges and that should be printed very clearly in the agreement. Uh, just to tie this back into what we were talking about earlier, a lot of these in-store credit cards, um, G GE's, uh, financial side was actually a big pioneer of consumer credit um, like this uh, because they mm, had been doing yeah. it on the industrial side for a while. Um, and then, of course, like I said, that's why their financial arm was in trouble in the financial crisis. Okay, time to take another break. We've got some open phone lines, so if you have any kind of personal finance question for us this morning, please feel free to call. We'll see if we can't give you some help. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. Back with more of the show after this. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Nancy Lotter-Janderson, Associate Professor of Finance at Mississippi College and President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taff, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. We've been talking today a little bit about uh, holiday shopping, uh, spe specifically whether it's a good idea to get a store credit card. And I think uh, the balance uh, is uh, is weighing a little bit, I think, towards uh, not getting one. Um, you, if you are very disciplined uh, with your credit, uh, you possibly could take advantage of the the uh, the percentages that they offer uh, at, at the beginning. But uh, you do have to be really good to to um, to pay off that balance every month. Because if you are disciplined enough to pay off your balance every month, the interest rate obviously is not as important as to someone who's going to carry over. It's not important at all. Right. Yes. Uh, when we talk about high interest rates, could, just a ballpark figure, what what are the competitive rates uh, at these days? Well, right now the average is about 15%, uh, but I have seen 29%. Mm -hmm. 
and typical to see anywhere from, you know, 17 to 19 percent showing up on these cards. And is it because they are a little bit freer with who they will give a credit card to? Well, and that's their argument, that they are taking on more risk and so that they should be able to have a higher reward with that higher charge on that. But most of the time, I think they do it because they can, you know, that most people don't pay attention to that and don't realize what costs that they're incurring. And I think you're right. You were talking about it's a good idea. And I like the way you said, because you've used this phrase before, you know, the idea of you're borrowing money. I don't think a lot of people think about a credit card that way, but that's what it is. Uh, But again, you've got an armful of stuff that you just bought and someone says, hey, I'm going to give you a discount. I think, again, they're sort of taking advantage and thinking that right there on the moment, you know, spur the moment kind of thing. No one's going to sit there. And especially if you're at at the register, it's a good idea to do it, but I think a lot of people would not take the time to look through. They just sign the name and they get their 15% right, and go right. on their merry little way. But even if you do that, you can then you should be able to go online and then look at your information and look at the credit agreement and see what kind of rates you're being charged. Uh, what about annual fees? Is that something that um, a lot of cards have? I know I don't think um, I don't think I've had a credit card recently that that charges that? Well, that depends. And uh, if they're going to charge you that annual fee, there has to be some sort of benefit that they're offering because it's very competitive out there. So for Amazon Prime, for instance, you know, they're offering free shipping on many things that you purchase on Amazon. And so that can be attractive. You're looking at how much of that shipping am I using uh, as compared to what am I paying for that benefit? And of course, they've also, you have access, I think, to... um a music library. There's the streaming for the right, videos, right. and then also um, they have an ebook thing now. I think, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, I thought about uh, buying myself a Kindle for Christmas this year, and that was one of the things I thought about was, you know, where would I get my my books from? And uh, who knows if they're good books or not? But uh, I guess they do have a pretty pretty wide selection there. So, I but, think, yeah, that that is the case. I think. And by the way, if you could help me out, if anybody has any experience with a Kindle, uh, which model they have, uh, have enjoyed. Uh, that's one thing. I'm thinking about the, the paperweight, but a friend of mine advised me to wait until Cyber Monday and see what sort of deal I could get on that. They so. they do occasionally. So I have a paperweight, and they do them throughout the year, actually, uh, just a, kind of a flash sale on their Kindles. I think I got mine for oh, – I don't, I don't remember what, what they're listed at and what, what I ended up getting at. But, you know, f- like a 30% discount off the list price, and it's great. Um there's a lot of you can check out books actually from libraries using your Kindle. Uh, there are free ebooks out there. A lot of the kind of classics that are out of copyright mm-hmm. are going to be freely available. Um, and then there's a lot there on Amazon that maybe they have a special one dollar or two dollar price, which is I think the price that ebooks should be uh, because you can't do things with them that you can't do with a normal book, like hand it to your friend. Um, <laughs> it, I th- so the, the, you can read a, a lot of books fairly affordably, and if you do have Amazon Prime, you get Kindle Unlimited, which has basically a whole another library of books um, available to it. So it's 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 worth checking out if you if you want to read a lot. Right, and I thought yeah the uh, the Paperwhite apparently has a good screen because I would I know that I would probably be doing some beach reading, and so they yeah that was mm-hmm. my problem with the last one I got um, is I um, when I moved up on, from the basic Kindle. I couldn't see that in the sun. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, and because that, that was one thing I was specifically looking for. The other thing, though, and again, with my age, with my poor eyesight, some of the smaller ones, it's like I, you know, like my iPhone six plus, I'm, I can read on there, but I would never read a book on there because it's it's just too small for you me. You can make it big enough so it's like one word at a time. <laughs> Lots of scrolling there. Uh, we've got a caller on the line, so why don't we say good morning to Damien in Starkville? You're on the air, so go ahead, please. Hey, thank you for having me. Sure, go ahead. Um, I was calling because. I, I want to know if there's like what my options are on lowering my interest rate uh, for my card. I've had it for about three or four years now, and uh, my credit score is fairly high, and I've never missed a payment. But I don't know if my options are to get to go out and seek a new card with a lower interest rate, or if I can have a better chance at lowering it with my current card. Uh, that's a great question, Damien. I would say give give your card company a call first, and um, you always want to kind of be prepared for the call, and you know understand what it's going to be like from their side. You know, explain why. You know, say, hey, you know, I've had this card for a long time. I, you know, I have good credit. Um, I do occasionally carry a balance, and I just think that interest rate is a little high. Can you lower your interest rate? And maybe do a little research, see if they offer other cards that have maybe a 0% intro, um, you know, guaranteed for a little while or lower rates, and just say, you know, I noticed some of your other cards. Um, have you know a twelve percent interest rate, or some of your other cards have a a year of no interest? Um, can I get something like that? Um, and just you know be calm and patient. And a lot of times, that you know if you have been a good customer, they'll be willing to work with you because again, those interest rates are so high. They sometimes do have a lot of flexibility with them, and they want to keep your business. They do, yeah. they do, and and so you can always and. And if it comes to it, and also look around at other cards uh, so that you're, you can be prepared to say, look, I just got this other card that had, I mean, there are cards out there that have 15 months of 0% interest and no balance transfer fee. I mean, there's, they know there are great cards out there. So you could always just be prepared to say, you know what? I have this other card. It offers a 0% transfer. I think I'm just going to close this card and transfer my balance over there. Um, because if if just being nice to the customer service person doesn't work, and again, it'll depend on which company you're at. I know American Express has great customer service. Chase has great customer service uh, with these sort of things. Uh, they will send you to a retention specialist who will be willing to bend over back, hopefully be willing to bend over backwards uh, to keep you around. All right, uh, Damien, thanks for the call. That was a good question. And I think, yeah, the, the way he described his credit situation, you know, having the card for several years, gets good payments sometimes, carries a balance, that yep. sort of thing. I think he's in a position of strength. And uh, Ryder mentioned yeah. the kind of the, the mild threat. I've got a friend of mine who's very good at negotiating. I know when uh, he – every time his um, – serious radio subscription comes up. He's very good at, mm-hmm. well, you know, if, uh, if if you can't give me a deal here, I'm just afraid I'm going to have to just, you know, cancel my subscription. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, like, wait, you know. wait, 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 <laughs> Mr. Smith. <laughs> I'm not good at that. I'm, I'm not good at enough. And, and so a negotiation like that is, is a fine art that I wish I could uh, do better at because I just can't, I don't know, I can't seem to, I always get no. And I'm like, okay, well, gee, thanks for trying. So, uh, but hey, it doesn't hurt to try. And again, from a it situation of like that, ask. Yeah, yeah. that I think that that would, uh, might be, uh, and I think I mentioned this uh, the other day on the show that uh, 
it seems like every time I try that, they say, well, no, we won't do that, but we'll raise your credit limit. I'm like, well, that's kind of backwards from where I'm trying right, to go here. Right, right. <laughs> always, always know what you want out of it. And, and in, in these discussions, you know, you never want to seem like you need it. But you want to, you know, you want them to know that you're still going to be using it, but not that you desperately need a lower rate because then they're like, whoa, 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 are you in financial stress? We should raise your rate. Right. Um, but, you know, again, you know, going with the good customer, um, carrying a small balance, that sort of argument, I think I think they go for that. And I would also add that uh, anytime you're dealing with a customer service person, I think sometimes we forget that they are a person at the other end of the line, and we tend to get maybe a little snippy or impatient or whatever. And I think, uh, first of all, just kind of human to human, but also, again, if you're mean or nasty to somebody, the chance that them bumping you to the retention specialist or doing the special, mm -hmm. you know, employees can do this discount kind of thing lesson. So mm -hmm. if you're nice to them, obviously, I think Why that are you looking at me when you say that, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. That was just a general glance. It wasn't directed at you specifically. Uh, but I always do try, you know, try to be nice and thank you and have a good day and that sort of thing. Because I've fortunately in my interactions with that for customer service and things over the last year or so, I've, I've gotten good customer service. And a lot of times the solution is not arrived at, but the person who is working to get there has been nice to you. And again, I always try to separate the fact that I'm frustrated at this problem. I'm not mad at you. I understand that you are doing what you can to help me, and I appreciate that. But, you know, the problem is still not solved. But anyway, so, but like I said, remember that there is there is a human at the other end of the line or at the other end of the uh, chat box or whatever you happen to be uh, talking to them on. Well, it could be a robot in the chat box, you know. Well, see, now that's interesting because we have to type in the I am not a robot, you know, by spelling mm -hmm. out the word that half the time to me isn't really a real word, but... But I never thought about that. That's interesting. The other one could be. That's right. And they blur those words. So I'm like, is that really an M or is it an N and an H? Well, I, I once did ask a human chat bot if it was a chat thing, if it was a robot. I was just like, your <laughs> sentence structure is a little too rigid. Like, what's going on here? It's like, no, seriously, I want you to demonstrate that you're not. And so they, they said, like, we did something. And I was like, OK, you're. You're good. You're good. Let's continue this conversation. I apologize for assuming. And I think there's – I can't think of the acronym, but those things have gotten better because I agree with you. In the early days of them, I could – was that a capital letter? Is that a you know a smaller case letter? And they always would sort of bend it around in different ways, and that was very frustrating. But to me, it's gotten a little bit clearer that way. Uh, let's talk about the idea of, unfortunately, uh, during the holiday season, scammers come out online. Maybe you've uh, done something online uh, and you think that you've been scammed or possibly uh, maybe even think that you're having some identity issues. Uh, what is the first thing uh, that you should do if you feel that somehow you've been cheated or scammed or other ways, you know, someone has done something bad to you? Well, the most important thing you can do is monitor your credit report. And um, <clears throat> certainly after the Equifax scandal, and now we're coming up onto a heavy shopping retail season, um, there's a possibility of somebody taking your information and using it. So you need to pay attention to that. Um, well, and also for a lot of a lot of scams, it's trying to get your actual banking information or credit card information. So. Um, especially during the holidays, you're even even someone who mon I I look at my credit um, 
card statement. So, you know, to see if there's anything unusual, I get push notifications every time I spend something. But in the holiday season, you know, if you're buying things quite often. You're seeing a lot of push notifications. You get a lot of text messages about these things. It gets easier. E- easier even for someone who's vigilant about it to ignore. So um, just remaining vigilant, you know, again, every time you spend something, you know, if you get a notification, if you get a notification that's out of place, like question it. Um, And two things, keeping uh, records, always, always keep as many records as you can. If you think something is weird, you know, take a Take a screenshot of a weird notification. Uh, keep a copy of that email um, and and contact if it is something with your credit card account or your bank account. Contact your credit card company. Contact your bank account as soon as possible. And it doesn't have to be hard. I mean, you can just they all if you use your online accounts, just send them a secure message um, just to get the process started. Because uh, especially with credit card companies, they take fraud very seriously. Because again. That's their money that got spent, um, and they want to and they want to get down to the bottom of that. Um, always ask for a credit card receipt, and it's very important if you're in a restaurant and you have a tip added on there. Um, we've heard of cases where people will alter the numbers on the tip, and um, so you need to keep track of that and make sure it matches your records. Um, we're going to be eating out a lot and on the run during the holiday season, so that can happen easily. All right. One final break. When we get back, we'll wrap things up. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio, talking a bit about safety in holiday shopping today. Back to wrap up the program after this. Your home for the arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, Associate Professor of Finance at Mississippi College and President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. If you have a personal finance question, we've still got a little bit of time left, so you could give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. We, uh, at the uh, tail end of the last uh, segment, started talking about some holiday shopping tips. And, you know, I've, I've kidded Nancy about this, but her career, I think, when she retires is is getting these financial help sheets online because every time we pull something from, you know, the Internet that has a list of things to do, invariably you pick out number one. And so on the holiday shopping tips, the first bullet point says monitor your credit reports. All right, so, yeah. Uh, but another one that I think uh, it says be careful when using public Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that uh, that's in general all the time, but I, if I remember correctly, there was some um, – virus or I'm not sure that's the malware or something that is now connected to public Wi-Fi where they're able to, uh, where it's even maybe a little bit less secure. So um, I think uh, uh, mm-hmm. we're so used to getting that that I think a lot of people forget that uh, it is a public thing and that you need to be extra careful. And I would say maybe, if possible, avoid any kind of financial dealings when using a public Wi-Fi. Absolutely. Um, so a couple of things on that. It is very easy on on any Wi-Fi where you don't have to enter in a password to access the Wi-Fi, that is, you can assume that it's not safe, it's unencrypted. And it is, because it is very easy for any computer on that wireless network to um, redirect traffic through that computer or just collect 
it's called um, packet sniffing or sniffing to see what is going through the air. And anything sent in the clear, um, anything sent in not, over a non-encrypted uh, pathway is going to be easy to easy to intercept and easy to read. So much that in our office, if our policy is if you are on your phone, you're either on your your cell phone network or you're on a, a Wi-Fi network that you had to enter in a password. Don't connect to Wi-Fi automatically. Just because you can go, you can go to secure sites, and that will have some level of protection there. Some of your apps will have some level of protection, uh, but just to be sure, if you um, enter in a password, uh, then you're going to be a lot safer. And then we always like to remind you, <clears throat> excuse me, of phishing, which is you know the uh, unsolicited email uh, that looks like it comes from a reputable company or something, um, and even when you're directed to the page, they do a good job of spoofing it, but it's not really. Uh, the actual company that it's these people that are trying to get your financial information. So again, that is, and I think this is getting to be more, um, more known by most consumers. I think that it's, again, they're not going to send you a a link that, you know, always get in touch with uh, your bank or your financial institution and and avoid those, those phishing emails. Um, I would say even when you are looking for information online, often now when I Google something, of course, what pops up first are those paid advertisers. And so sometimes it, it's just keying in on a word that I've put in, and it's not a site I really would normally shop on. So be careful about that. Make sure that you're going to the site you want to go to that's going to get you what you need, and they're a reputable site. I, I agree. I mean, that's interesting to me because uh, you're right on Google. It seems like the first two or three are always, and in, at least they do put the little ad, you know, on right, the box Right, so you know there. that's what it is. But even the site of the company you're trying to go to now is sometimes four or five, mm-hmm. you know, down the search list there. So, yeah, pay attention uh, when you're doing that. Um, <clears throat> one of the other tips here is to shred documents with personal information. Excuse me. And we do that a lot in our office. We uh, we burn through shredders, right? <laughs> well, we actually just upgraded our shredder, and it's one of the most fun things for me to do. It's just so just so cathartic. To just just put things in. Just <laughs> put piece of paper after piece of paper. Just sit there. It's good and meditative, and you just get it all shredded. And it's just the tiniest, tiniest little confetti. Because you w- be. don't want them to be able to put it all back together. Yeah. So, um, say like uh, credit card statements. Uh, how long do you think you need just to keep them to review them for that month and shred them, or do you need to keep them for a well, couple? Months. If you have online access, there's no reason for you to keep them yeah. um, because all your records will be there. You can go back and look at previous month's statements. Um, you do need to somehow track when you pay those bills. That's what's a little different for me when, when I got a paper statement. I would make a note on there about when I paid it. Uh, when I'm doing it online, uh, sometimes you know I, I don't have a record and then I get another notice because they will – uh, remind you as you get Ooh, closer Nancy. and just to go back and say, now, did I pay that? And then I have to look mm-hmm. in my banking information to make sure it's been set up. Yeah, I run into that because I pay most of my bills at the beginning of the month when I would get my paycheck. And then if the billing cycle is in the middle of the month, sometimes you're getting that it looks like you owe right. a balance or whatever, right. but it's because that payment hadn't been credited first. And <clears throat> the bank is good at that. But again, a lot of times they're saying, well, you have a bill due with so-and-so. And I'm like, well, no, I've already paid that one. Uh, also a reminder, if you're doing the online shopping to look for the secure, make sure the page is secure. It's the HTTPS. As Ryder said, that's one level mm-hmm. that will help you. Yeah. Um, often, the, often, even if the site itself doesn't have HTTPS, then you'll see when you go to their payment processing area, then it does. And that, 
yeah, like you said, it's just an extra level of uh, of protection there. Um, <clears throat> and I think maybe even don't save passwords and other. I mean, you know, sometimes a lot of sites will have that thing where you can click a check mark a box and it'll save it for you next time. And again, maybe to be safe, uh, just do. That uh, typing in every time, it's just a little few Oh, extra I don't minutes. like to do that. Oh, you like the well, autofill? Uh, yeah, because, <laughs> well, if it, it has to be a reputable site. You know, if I have a reputable site and it's a, a retailer I use on a regular basis, then to have that information stored really makes my life a whole lot easier. Often with a website, they'll save your offer to save your username, but mm-hmm. not your password. And, and generally your username, that's probably fine. Um, one thing, one thing with a lot of sites are doing now is they're automatically saving your payment information and they're making it very hard for you to opt out of that or, or go back and delete it. And so in some cases, I don't even know if there's a a good solution uh, for the consumer, because in some cases, you know, you may say opt out of it, or you may say, um, uh, you may you may say, oh, I'll go back and delete that, but it's still somewhere on their server. So that that's a trend uh, towards convenience that I really don't particularly like because you you hear about you hear about these sort of breaches all the time where oh you know so and so's database of of credit card information was stolen and you know there's a, not a lot you can do about that, but just be careful. And then the final tip is uh, your passwords. Although I've heard recently that. The kind of the rules we went by for the longest time are not really the best. So what I've started to do is pick two random words that don't make sense together and put them together as So your which two words pick? Pick, <laughs> pick, 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 pick four words. Pick four. And I've stopped using – I used to use characters, but it's too, too hard to type in. So I'm just using a, a crazy uh, words put together. That's actually good security. That's going to wrap us up for today. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by generous financial support from you, our listeners. If you need to hear today's show or previous show, one way to find it is to go to mpbonline.org slash moneytalks. Our show is produced by Java Chapman. So for Nancy Lotridge-Anderson and Ryder Taff, I'm Kevin Farrell. Stay tuned. Up next, it's In Legal Terms. We'll be back next Tuesday at 9 for another Money Talks, heard only on MPB Think Radio.